Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Grunwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I'm joined today by Jen Uren and she has an awesome website and podcast called This Mom Knows. So I wanted to invite her onto the show to talk about some organization. As you guys know, I love organization. If I wasn't a real estate agent, I would love to be a professional organizer, just go to people's homes and create systems. That's so fun to me. So Jen, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say because you picked the topic organization that sticks. And I think that's probably the struggle for people is that they get into organizing, but then a week, a month, a year later, it looks the way it did before. And so I'm excited yeah. to hear what you have to offer, but tell us a little bit about you and what this mom knows means and all of that. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me, Ashley. Um, I live in the Chicagoland area with my um, husband and we have five kids. Uh, two are off in college and two just started kindergarten. So we run the whole gamut, <laughs> uh, which, which brings its own organizational challenges with it. Um, but This Mom Knows is um, it started as a podcast and it's expanding into some um, coaching and some other things. But the idea behind it is that as moms, we've got it all covered. And what I know, you might know, not know what you know, I might not know. And so when this mom tells this mom what she knows, we're good. So that's the heart behind that name. I love it. That's so awesome. So listeners, if you haven't go check out her podcast one, and then it sounds like there's going to be some new opportunities with coaching and all of that in the new year. So check out our website as well. Well, this time goes fast. So I want to be quick because this is all things I love to talk about. But first, where did your journey of organization begin? Did it start early? Is it a newer thing? Have you always yeah. been an organized person? Well, I've always had organi organized tendencies. Um, I'm a firstborn child and my mom tells the story that she'd put me to bed in my crib when I was about a year and a half old and she just tossed my clothes onto the changing table and I would bang the crib against the wall until she either hung it up or put it in the hamper. So apparently <laughs> I have liked order from an early age. And so that just sort of was a natural bent. And at one point um, about 18 years ago when my second was a uh, newborn, I was working as a professional organizer and helping you know people do this. And so that's where I started to really figure out that being organized isn't necessarily the answer. It's how you get organized and that it, how you do it is going to make the difference between whether it works or fails. And I would be curious to, to know from you, is there a one size fits all with organization? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, what I do works, but I love hearing other people's ideas because I'm like, oh, that's way better than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Or do you have to go in and really adapt it to the person's lifestyle, their preferences, their personality, all those things. So it actually sticks for them. Yes. So 
at the heart of a good organizational system are some key principles that you you sort of follow. And when you follow those principles, then everything else is a preference, how it looks, where you put it. Um, and, and so then it becomes very personal. So, you know, we probably all have, you know, our makeup stored somewhere in our bathroom, but some have it on the counter in certain things. Others have it in a pouch tossed in a drawer. Others have it lined up in a cabinet. But the principle is, it's there where I need it. The preference is where does it look? And so when you can get past the preference, which years ago, there were all these organizational shows out there, um, you know, trading spaces, all these different things where their organization was behind it. They were really decor. Um, Clean Sweep was the big one where they would take everything out, they'd put it back in, but it was how it looked that people liked. I would watch it and go, that's not going to work. They didn't they didn't pay attention to this, this or that. And I would love to have done a follow up with all of that and say six months later, what did it look like? <laughs> yeah. Was it functional? It looked pretty. Exactly. Or did it work? Did it for fall you? apart? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So you're kind of alluding to the answer to this next question, but why do you think organization doesn't generally stick? Is it that they don't have these principles you're probably going to get ready to share with us and they're not leaning into the functionality versus just how it looks? Yeah, because really at the, at the heart of it, <clears throat> there's a couple of reasons it doesn't stick. One is that people try to work a system. They work for that system and it's not natural. But when a system works for you, then it's it's like, you know, it's on the back burner. You don't even think about it. It becomes very secondary, second nature. It works well. Um, and so that's what I observed. When I was doing professional organizing, if I went into a home and they said, fix it, and they walked away, I could do it. But then they'd come back and I either purged the wrong things or I put things where they didn't like them. And I'd come back, you know, a month later and it, it was back the way it had been before because there was no buy-in. They were working for a system that I imposed. Mm -hmm. When I would work with a client and they would work with me and we could ask questions and we could really go through it, we'd end up with a solution that three years later, they'd say, I'm still doing it. It's still working well. And that was really the difference was whether you worked for a system or a system worked for you. And then how much, how much buy-in you had into making the decisions of what that system was going to be. That makes sense. Do you see it sticking for certain personality types versus other? Like you said you may have been born yeah. more organized. I think I have a natural bent towards order yeah. um, versus chaos where I literally will walk through our house and I see everything that doesn't belong where it is, you know, and so right. I'm picking it up as I'm going, putting it in my pockets as I'm walking through the house. And my husband and my, at least my oldest daughter walks through Oblivious. and doesn't <laughs> see it. Yep. And I asked my husband, like, do you even see it? Like, is, and he's like, I really don't. Yeah. So I'm, you know, it's like, it's, I can't even function until there's order. Yeah. Yeah. So personality like does really play into it. And, um, and that's where I sometimes focus more with like, my husband sounds very much like your husband. So I focus more on habits than I do on systems. So I'm like, when you walk in the door, I've noticed that it's your habit to dump everything on the counter. 
So then we go from there. Could we use a basket there so that when it comes time for you know dinner or whatever, I can move a basket instead of gathering all this stuff. And then when he can't find his keys, we go, oh, you're sleep deprived, you're stressed. Something else is going on because now you're not following your habits. But when things are going well, that habit is sort of there. Um, so personality really does play into it where I go, I am micromanaging, you know, the silverware isn't lined up. Oh, well, maybe I'm stressed because now I'm trying to control these little things instead of just going, the silverware is at least in the drawer. So personality does play into it. And it can be helpful for understanding that for communication, because then it's not about the keys are missing or the silverware is not straight. You can have a different conversation. Well, and I was thinking today as I was putting away something in my husband's, I was like, I think what I want to do is for a month, take pictures of things that are out of place. Cause I, I tell him, I'm like, you don't, you know, that you do this on a regular basis. You leave this cup by the sink or he's like, no, I don't. I put my stuff away. I'm like, you always leave your, you know, your soda water can after dinner. He's like, no, I put that away. And so I was like, he doesn't believe me because he doesn't see it. Right. Like, which I I don't need to go and do 30 days of pictures, but it was in my mind of like, I, I, I think he honestly is completely unaware. And I take it personally. Mm-hmm. He's like, I literally don't see it. Yeah. And he's much more big picture thinker. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, 30,000 up looking yes. at everything. And I'm all the way down to the one thing that's left on the counter. That's driving yep. me crazy. And that's why you're a good team because you've got both perspectives. <laughs> True. When we're leaning into each other is like, yeah. that's a good thing you have that versus yes. pointing fingers. Totally agree. So you mentioned that there are three basic principles to staying organized. Will you share yeah. what those are? Absolutely. So most people do it backwards. Most people go, oh, I got this great basket and it is going to get me organized. And they start, they start there and then they try to work it into whatever they're doing. And so when we can start in a different way, it's going to work. So if we start first with patterns, that's the first thing we want to look at. What is the traffic flow through your house? What are people's habits? Like I alluded to with, you know, emptying out your pockets when you walk in the door, what's their personality like? What are some of the seasonal issues that you have? Think through the patterns because that's going to then influence the placement of where you put a tool or how you store things. For example, you know, if if your kids are always walking in the front door after school because the bus drops them off out front, to be upset that they dropped their coats on the floor and didn't walk to the back door to hang them up starts to be an issue. So can we have something there that solves that problem? Or can we say, you know what, guys, just walk around the side of the house and come in the back because that's where everything goes. So those patterns play into that. That then informs the placement, like I said. But the other thing that with placement is that um, personality does feed into this as well, because there are people who are innies who like everything put away out of sight. And then there are people who are outies who want everything visible and wherever they, you know, so they can see it, but it'll help us decide whether we put something, you know, on a surface, in a drawer, in a cabinet, um, in a storage bin for later, use our wall space. And then the last step is finding the product, choosing that right container hook, tool, whatever it is, so that we can, we can solve that problem. So when we start with, you know, our patterns and then think about our placement, then we can find the product that works. And that's going to make a huge difference in finding a system that's going to stick. I love that. So what is your solution when an innie marries an Audi and they're at odds about 
Right. Because logically it makes sense for both ways. Yes. For different reasons. Yes. So yes. Is that where you just die to your preference and you do your innies and let them do their outies? No, you, this is where compromise and communication really comes into play. So my father is definitely an Audi and my mother is definitely an innie. And so I observed this growing up, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't have told you that was what was going on. It was mess, not mess, you know, but what I've noticed is that, and they started doing this and then I, I started realizing this is really the compromise. So we have a basket on the end table. My mother put a basket on the end table for all the remote controls to go into. So they're out and visible for my dad, but then she can tuck them away on a shelf when company comes over. That's a compromise that meets both needs. They got a coffee table with drawers so that, you know, he'll often, somebody will leave them open. It's got toys for the grandkids when they come over. They can see what's in there, but then she can close it and push it away when she doesn't want it. So compromise and communication is key. But then the other piece of this that I think is important and can be really super helpful is to remember that you've got a principle and then you've got a preference. So Mm -hmm. the principle in my mom's mind then would be, I want our living room to be company ready. I want it clean and tidy and, and neat. And so the principle is that. The preference then is, is it going to be that I have to go and pick everything up and put it away? I'm going to be able to put it in a container. And so as moms, especially, I think when it comes to helping our kids learn systems of organization, we have to remember that. So if the principle is, I don't want any clothes on the floor and they shove them in the drawer for now, that's their preference. You know, let's, let's work on this principle. Um, Loading the dishwasher is another big one. You know, there's, the right way to do it. But if the principle is that they need to be loaded and, you know, rinsed appropriately so that they get clean at the end of the day, then if they load it differently and the dishes are clean, that's a preference. And so when you can start to pull back from the right way to what's the goal, then I think it doesn't matter if you're an in or an outie or some of these things, because you can, you can talk through them without being accusatory. Right. That's good. And I think the, the key word is preference. Like there isn't, this isn't a moral issue. It's a preference. And the one that I'm finding right now is my, my oldest daughter is very much like my husband, which Mm. is going to be good for me to, you know, challenge all of my quirks about myself. But the one thing right now that I'm working with her on is that she puts her toothbrush out on the counter after she uses it at night. Mm -hmm. And I have a little drawer, very easy, accessible, right beside the sink that she can put it in. But her dad does that too. And she's like, mom, I'm going to use it again tomorrow. And I was like, we use a lot of things again tomorrow, but especially your toothbrush. And so I've been explaining like your little brother and sister can get it and then they can put it in their mouth and then it falls in the toilet. Like trying to think, you know, give her some other logical reasons, but that, and just, she takes her clothes off and drops them where they are. And that's what my husband does. It's just, I have tried everything to, to reward when she puts it in the basket. I'm like, walk two steps over and put it in the basket. Right. And I'm like, this is so ingrained in her personality of like, in the moment, she's taking yeah. it off. She's not thinking ahead of this could be more efficient to go ahead and put right. it in the basket. So one of the things that my husband and I faced in our marriage at one point was, in my mind, you picked up as you went and it would always be clean. And he he kind of, 
didn't like, it was not that he liked the mess, but the stress of keeping it clean didn't allow him to sort of let down and relax. So we finally had to come to a compromise there where we'd say, okay, you can dump your stuff. That's fine. But by the time we go to bed, we're going to do a quick pickup or that's what Saturday mornings are for. And, but the living room is going to get picked up, you know, what you do on the bedroom floor. So we kind of started to talk through those priorities of spaces and give a little of that freedom. And I'm seeing now with my older kids who had very messy rooms, now they're going, oh, you know what? I, it was a lot easier to do laundry this week because everything was in the hamper. And you're like, brilliant. I wish I would have thought of that when you were four, you know, <laughs> so they'll get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then another question I had was just how do seasons affect organization and how can you prepare to be proactive to not let this derail your organization attempts? Yeah. So I actually just did a podcast episode on the 90 day year. And what I'm suggesting in there is that for most families, we have got four natural breaks to the year. We've got you know the holidays, spring break, summer starting and back to school. And we kind of act as if the whole year is going to function a certain way. And then these things throw us off and then we have to get back to normal. And so part of what I talk about was if we can go, nope, I've got this chunk of time before this is coming. It's like that with organization, I think, too, because we can say, OK, so I'm going to during this this week of weirdness, we're going to switch out the closets. We're going to do these things so that when we're back to normal, we've got everything where it needs to be. And so if we can kind of start to plan ahead for what that is. Um, so we'll often say, okay, back to school, it's time to purge our rooms because you know it's not that long until Christmas comes and there will be new stuff coming in. So instead of trying to do it after the fact, we're doing it before. And you know what? You might even squeeze a good garage sale in and sell some things or you know, get rid of it somewhere that's not in a panic mode. But when we plan ahead a little bit and we, we anticipate those things, it makes it easier and it really then shifts our organization and our systems into maintenance as opposed to true organization it's organized it's just being cleaned out refreshed whatever you want to call it but um but i think when we can work with seasons instead of be disrupted by seasons it it flips the perspective and it gives us ownership i love that too i'd be curious because i'm i used to switch out my clothes seasonally yeah. and i thought that was the best way to do it so that mm -hmm. it was just this season's clothing and the rest was up in storage of some sort but then we we have a pretty big closet that we created and my mom was like why don't you have all your clothes out mm -hmm. and i i'm minimalist generally speaking so i don't have a lot anyway and she's like yeah. you can easily fit everything in your closet and not be stuffed. And I've done that and I have loved it because I see everything yeah. I have. And if we go on a vacation that's in a different, you know, you temperature zone, I can easily go. Yeah. Curious if you had thoughts on whether that can be helpful for people to see everything they own. Yes. Because then I can say, I've got too many X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I need to really sift through that. Yeah. And then it just keeps, I feel like my wardrobe a little bit fresher and I'm on top of, because yeah. I, I consign a lot of my stuff. So usually they want to sell, you know, take those consigning things early in the season. So if right. I still have it up in the attic, I can't think I didn't wear that last year. So exactly. It's for me to go through it. Yeah. So I grew up in a home where what we had was what we had and it was all out. We never switched seasonally winter coats, spring coats. That was the one exception because our coat closet was not big enough. So we, we 
some would hang in the basement and then we would just literally swap what hung in the basement versus what hung up in the closet. So I've always sort of been of the bent of um, keep it all out because it does, it does really let you see what you have. If you want to know what you wore, like one year, I literally turned every piece around at the beginning of the year. And then after 12 months, what I hadn't worn, I did get rid of. Um, and that was eye opening, but I wouldn't have seen that if I had swapped it out seasonally. Now with little kids, when they're growing and we're swapping out sizes and stuff like that, sometimes it's easier to just do it as you go because I don't know, my kids have a lot more clothes than I do because people give them to you and they don't wear out as quickly. And um, so it really, it's it, my, my favorite answer to most things is it depends. <laughs> it depends on your space. It depends on your needs. But there is a lot to be said for just having it all out, including like you mentioned, I mean, sometimes we'll get a 70 degree day in February and we want our shorts over Chicago. So you don't do that in, in Raleigh, but <laughs> we do that in Chicago and you don't have them if they're in the attic. So, yeah, I've loved it. It's helped me keep it a little bit more condensed and just have yeah. a little bit more control over it. So it's yeah. it was something I was against at first, but then it, it, it seemed to have been really helpful for me. But I still yeah. see my husband's side bursting out of the seams, you know, yep. half of it's up in the attic and. The 80 20 rule definitely applies to all to my side as well, not just mm -hmm. his, but yes, it is interesting when you're actually seeing all of it. So it's just something to consider. Absolutely. And the same with shoes. I think it's so helpful when you see all the shoes you have, because yeah. then you're like, I really don't need an eighth pair of sandals, even though they're cute, you know, so right. it helps make decisions. Exactly. So one other question I had was just, is there any products that you can't live without that you love organizationally? I know you said don't start with the product, but right, right. start more with the pattern, the habits and placement, but are there yeah. some that you really like? I, um, well, I love, I love a good basket because it'll turn a drawer or I'm sorry, it'll turn a shelf into a drawer. And that just lets us use that space more efficiently. So I love baskets. I'll do clear, clear bins on a closet shelf that has a door. I'll do pretty ones out, you know, if they're going on a shelf that's in a, a visible spot. Um, but you always measure first, make sure your basket will fit. Um, but my very favorite product, and it's a digital product, but my very favorite product is called Plan to Eat. And that has taken our meal planning and it has organized it so well. It's all cloud-based. So now I can upload or update a grocery list and my husband's got it on his phone immediately. He can go to the store and get what we need. Or I can pull a recipe Pinterest style and add it in there and then drag it to the menu and it populates my shopping list. And so um, that's that's a non-physical product, but that's one that took all these, these issues, the preference, you know, my husband did not want to take in a piece of paper to the grocery store. He didn't like to write down a list. Um, I wouldn't catch him in time. My kids would come and say, I'm out of this. And I'd say, add it to the list. Where's the list? It took all those issues of pattern and placement and um, it streamlined that. So I can give you a link for that um, if you would like, but that is one that I can't live without. So if they ever go out of business, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Very, very cool. And then just as we're wrapping up here, is there anything, any system or tip that you have organizationally wise that might be helpful that people haven't thought of or heard of maybe before that's maybe unique to the way you run your home or mm. that you've used with clients that you use over and over that seems to be really helpful. 
Yeah. So um, one of the things that a lot of clients struggled with was helping their kids learn how to fold clothes and getting clothes that would fit in the drawer. And so for many, many years, we used a product called the Flip and Fold. And um, if you've ever worked retail at like the Gap or anywhere like that, you've seen they've got similar things where they put the shirt on, they go and it's folded perfectly now and back in the stack. And so um, that's one that I've gone to. People look at me like I'm so weird, but I have videos of my two year old folding her own clothes and doing a good job with it. Um, and so there, there's a tool that is a little unusual that has really helped um shift how something functions because now it gave ownership to the kids and they took pride in their drawers. Um, and then everything shifted with our space and we started folding them the Marie Kondo way, which doesn't work well with the flip and fold, but it, it let us fit, um, fit things in differently so people could see what they had. But, um, but that's one that most people haven't heard of that really is, it's useful. It's great. That's awesome. So do you do the rolling then? Isn't that the... It's not quite the rolling, but it's um, it's where they kind of fold and they can stand up on end. So it's like our shirts are filed and our pants are filed and we can see everything that we have. Because like, like with your closet, I mean, seeing what you have is a problem. And we realized we weren't wearing the things on the bottom of the stack. But once we could see what we had, we started to get rid of things we didn't wear or wear things that we forgot we owned. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I've, I like that idea of the filing because you can see it, but then you have to have enough in there to keep it right. Standing they need up, something otherwise. like they need a, a tension, something that yes. you know, easily moves but holds it up. So yes, yeah, we'll have to invent something. <laughs> right. It's interesting too, like just the preferences. Like my husband has this thing that he does not like his socks to be folded on top of themselves, like rolled okay. over the top to keep yep. them together. Now, I love that because those socks are going to always stay together. Yep. He just likes them to be folded, um, oh, interesting. laying on top of each other. But his ah. software, in my opinion, is a mess because of it. You know, yeah. it doesn't, But for him, he just does not like me to roll it. So everybody else in the house, I roll our socks down. His just fold. His. And my dad had these discs and he'd pull them through the disc. So mm. they could wash that way. So so when they were dirty, he'd put his pair together, throw it in the laundry. And then when it came out after being dried, it just went in the drawer, but it kept them together without folding them over. So yeah, there's so all sorts of things. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. What is the best way for people to connect with you, Jen? Yeah. So you can find me at thismomknows.com okay. or I'm on Instagram at thismomknowspodcast. Um, either of those are great ways to connect and, uh, I would love to, to hear from people. I would love to answer any questions and, uh, I just appreciate your having me on and giving me this opportunity to share with your, your people. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Jen. This has been really fun and I'm sure people have thoughts and ideas. I hope they reach out to you and get some organization maybe that they haven't had before that can stick, like you said, like that can stay with them and their family just to make life a little bit smoother, a little less stressful, a little just, I guess, in my mind, just kind of frees them to do the things that they want to do because they're not Absolutely. searching for the things they can't find. They're not stressed by their home having yes. disorder. It becomes but, second nature instead of right. front of brain. <laughs> exactly. But then at the same time, I think what I took away is like acknowledging people's preferences, not making it a right or wrong, compromising so that both needs are met and, and then instilling some of these into our kids too, so that they can have this foundation when they leave Certainly. our homes. Yes. So. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate your time and I'll look forward to seeing everybody else next week. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home where it all begins.